Harry, after six years, you are now uh, a Balderton investor for approximately three more hours or so <laughs> to get that bit sorted out. How does that feel? Gosh, um, it is uh, obviously the end of an era. Um, I um, uh, I can't still, to be honest, it'll probably sink through tomorrow because at the moment I still have a bunch of things I want to get done this afternoon uh, and haven't really had, you know, I, I, I love the space. I still feel part of the furniture. So um, it will be very odd, I imagine, not coming to work. But at the moment, it feels a bit like a Friday with a few a bit of extra attention. A Friday with a bit. Sounds like a great Friday. Yes. <laughs> to be honest, one thing we need to get cleared up is because it's a question people will ask. Where are you going next? But you can't tell us, can you? No. I mean, look, what I can tell you is um, I'm going to be... Um, heading up with a couple of others, um, a new fund. Uh, it'll be uh, uh, focusing on early stage technology companies. Um, and we hope it'll be a really significant um, addition to the to the UK technology investing scene. Um, uh, you know, we're really excited about it. Um, we will be able to announce, you know, a bit more about it um, in a few days time, but um, I hope, but uh, right now, um, you know, for, for a couple of reasons I won't go into, we, we just want to keep 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 it keep it under us. So a few days, so it's not not too long. Should we be watching the Harry Briggs Twitter <laughs> feed for the next, uh, next announcement? If 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 you have nothing better to do, then <laughs> absolutely. But you're staying in venture because you you've written this lovely farewell post, which has gone down extremely well already on Twitter. Many many people seem to be sharing it, where you say you've um, Alderton was your first adventure into venture. And you've you caught the bug. You're staying in venture. What's the what's the rationale behind that one? Um, well, yes. I mean, look, I've I've been um, uh, as you know an entrepreneur um, for I suppose that was six or seven years um, uh, building up Firefly Tonics. Um, and um, I think when I came into venture, I saw it as you know a great learning opportunity, um, great way to connect with technology. And and but but you know I thought I'd be heading back into the entrepreneurial world again. Um, I um, but I have caught the bug. Uh, it is an endlessly fascinating job. You know, we do learn something new every day. We do meet incredible people, um, and I um, I've grown to love doing it. And uh, I um, have this incredible opportunity to um, to do to do more of that. To I guess take take more of a lead in, in investments. And I guess I want to um, I want to. Uh, put myself to the test and 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 take on a new challenge. Well, that is all astoundingly positive and sort of brings a tear to the eye kind of stuff. But in your in your farewell post that you've written, you don't always talk about the good stuff. There's the the kind of less good stuff as well. One of the things you touch on is saying no. I don't want to ask something quite so trite as does it ever get easier, but more so, is it ever easy? I mean, look, there are there are there are businesses that you can say no to quickly. Um, you know, perhaps they're, they're they're not the right sector for us. Uh, perhaps they're you know you know really not at the right stage for us. Um, uh, perhaps you know there's there's a there's a very quick rational reason, um, and one hopes we can be sort of clear about that and quick about that. Um, but you know, most of the businesses that we actually meet and get to know um, are you know, good quality businesses. They're 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 really smart ambitious entrepreneurs um, doing something they're passionate about. And um, uh, firstly, we've got to somehow make up our minds because, you know, a lot of these businesses are going to do well. Um, 
but we can't invest in all of them. We're not saying that we'll, we'll invest in all the ones that do well even. We only want to invest in the ones that we think are going to do incredibly well. Um, and that's always a judgment call. Um, it's uh, massive uncertainty. So, so, we're, so on the one hand, we're feeling really uncertain about turning something down, but you know, we have to turn down the majority. Um, and then secondly, uh, how do we actually go about that, that turning down? Um, and it's, as I say, an, an emotionally exhausting um, process. We, um, uh, you know, you don't want to, um, you don't want to damage someone's confidence. Um, you don't want to say something that um, offends. Uh, you, um, at the same time, you know, want to be honest. Um, you want to ideally contribute. Something to the business, make sure that they go. You know, they leave feeling like you know what. Even though we didn't get investment, that was still a useful meeting. That was still valuable use of time. Um, and um, and ideally, you know, you you, you want to leave with some kind of positive relationship. Um, you, know, you you want that entrepreneur to say, okay, that you know those those people, Balderton, um, I respect them, even though they didn't invest. Now. Though that combination of the indecision and trying to say no in a helpful way, um, is, it's, it's a tiring, you know, you, you get the decision fatigue and the emotional fatigue. Uh, and if you have to do that too much of the time, there's a risk that you become, you know, a little more cold and ruthless and less of a person that you're proud to be. And have you managed to protect yourself against that? Can you? And is there any yeah. kind of coping mechanism? Should all VCs write a book about this kind of stuff? <laughs> Funnily enough, the journal can can help things. You know, techniques like that do do, do help. I mean, you know, we, I think you go through cycles. You go through periods where you're probably a bit too ruthless. Um, probably go through periods where you're a bit too indecisive. Periods when you're, you know, um, uh, a bit too gushing about everything. Um, and um, and you know, you rebalance, and that's why the team's so important, right? You know, the um, uh, the, the people around here who have more experience are constantly sort of helping you get that that right position. Well, to stick with, not for, not for too much longer, but to stick with the difficult stuff, another thing you went into in the post, which I thought was fascinating, because I suppose it's something that I've never really had to think about or confront, is you mentioned in 2009 when you first entered this kind of new environment for you, that there was... Um, the gay question, it did come up, and it was somewhat difficult in this machismo field environment that was. What I want to know is, like, if do you think if you came into this environment now in 2015, the same age as you were then, feeling what you were feeling, would it still be as big a deal? <sighs> uh, look, it's a hard question because, um, it's, you know, my own experiences, um, and, uh, you know, these things can seem much easier in hindsight. Um, uh, but yes, I think it would be somewhat easier. Um, I think society's moved on quite a bit. Um, uh, you know, obviously, gay marriage uh, and people like figureheads like Tim Cook um, coming out um, have, I think, really changed attitudes. Um, so I like to think um, I would be more comfortable now um, in 2015 as a 32-year-old. Um, and I think my colleagues um, would be that much more um, that much less surprised, I guess. Um, uh, and uh, and yes, I think it would be less of an issue, but it definitely remains an issue. Um, it's something I don't talk about much. Um, it's um, 
you know, I, I don't, I don't want to be labelled as, um, you know, that's the thing that everybody says first when they talk about me. You know, I want to be a good investor, um, and um, uh, and, I, and that would, you know, that was always the case. I, that remains the case. Um, uh, I would like to see more women and gay men become entrepreneurs and start great businesses. Um, uh, you know, I think um, it is odd that it's such a, uh, if you like, an alpha male landscape. Um, and um, so I hope that, that you know, changes more in the next five or six years. The tech scene's also changed quite substantially from 2009 to 2015. What do you think's been the, the, or is it possible to say what the biggest change has been in that period? Um, I think the, the biggest thing is that it, it, it is now, um, it's, it's a thing. Um, it's <laughs> great. <laughs> it is. You know, it, you know the, the, was there really a tech scene in 2009? I mean, there, there was. There were, there were clutches of, of people that knew each other. Um, it was quite a, an intimate um, and close-knit community in Shoreditch and little pockets elsewhere around London. But, um, but still, you know, the vast majority of people would not be talking about Taxi. Now, obviously, I have a very blanket view as a VC, and I think the world's all about tech. And actually, the world's all about lots of other much, much more interesting things, perhaps, um, to most people. Um, but, um, but you know, we do now have um, thousands of startups in London. Uh, we uh, um, we have you know dozens of accelerators and incubators, um, and. Um, uh, AngelList has thousands of angel investors. Um, Crowdcube has a hundred thousand people investing in startups, and that's just the UK. You, know, you could you could say the same story about Berlin, Stockholm, Helsinki, all sorts of um, you know, Paris, other places around Europe. Um, so um, so yes, you know we, we are in the middle of an amazing wave of innovation and entrepreneurship and tech, um, and that was you know we could see the the embers of that in two thousand and nine, but um, but. Now we're, we're very much... Grown a, into a roaring fire. <laughs> and does it have the fuel to keep going? Are we in some kind of, you know, special sweet spot for the UK tech scene? Or is there enough, uh, enough fuel in the engine to keep, keep that fire blazing, to ruthlessly uh, whip that metaphor into life that it doesn't <laughs> want? Uh, yeah, yeah, great, great, great stuff, Ben. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, look, I, who knows? Um, we, um, uh, there's... There's definitely a chance that, um, that, that that we get beyond ourselves, um, and uh, and and the bubble bursts, and you know lots of small investors regret their small investments. Um, uh, but um, at the same time, tech is going to change every industry. Um, I think um, you know Silicon Valley companies have done an amazing job of uh, mopping up um, some of the really core, you know, social technologies and so on. Um, uh, but we have an incredible opportunity here, I think, to back the disruptors in the other industries that, particularly the industries that UK are good at. Um, so, you know, obviously, finance, yes, you know, media and advertising, uh, yes, um, legal and accounting and the other professional services. Um, and you know, look across Europe, and um, you know, there's barely an industry that we couldn't say that Europe is incredibly strong at somewhere. Um, so. Um, you know, I think there will be an ever-increasing number of great tech companies. Whether that number will be 
sufficient for the amount of excitement in the early stages that we're seeing is still to be to be seen. Watch the space. <laughs> Do you have any time between stepping down from Balderton and starting up? I do. Yes, you have. What's the what's on the agenda for the for that kind of no man's land? Uh, still figuring it out, actually. Um, but um, I've got uh, two months off. Um, uh, I'm, you know, I've got a couple of holidays booked. Um, I'm contemplating a possible sort of road trip around parts of Europe. Road trip. Um, In which particular vehicle? Uh, well, maybe my car, um, uh, which is a sort of slightly naff little Audi. Convertible. Uh, Convertible's uh, good. Well, you don't you don't get to take the top down much, and <laughs> I've only had the car a year, and I've probably taken the top down five times. So, you know, any excuse. Uh, but um, I'm not sure if that is the wisest policy, um, given some of the roads around sort of more eastern parts of Europe. Who knows? Uh, but um, but no, look, I want to do some thinking. Um, I, I want to do lots of reading. Uh, you know, it's the one thing we all <laughs> want to do more of, right? Um, and uh, and yes. Um, decompressing and, and be really ready and raring to go by the end of the summer.